0: Turn the brightness up it makes me look like a ghost then I turned it down I can't read that shit I got a lot of problems that yeah, looks just about right what's cracking big totes? welcome bike to the channel welcome bike to the HQ my name is Nicholas this is bdge big dogs gotta eat fantasy football it's simple y'all know the dealio it's Friday which means we're diving into our rankings Available on Patreon.com forward slash BDGE, our weekly rankings, our dynasty rankings. All them shits are up there. A lot to talk about today. A lot to dive into. We've got so much nonsense going around the NFL right now between COVID and and injuries. The rankings I put up on Patreon as of yesterday, you guys are watching this Friday. I'm filming this Thursday afternoon. Y'all will probably have more information than me, making me look foolish as always. A lot of Tennessee Titans players testing positive. Other players testing positive from other teams. Things are are going downhill real quickly here. Real quickly. All the rankings that I did put up were, I don't want to say with the assumption because I'm not assuming they're playing. If anything, it seems like they're going to get pushed back again. Were as if they are going to play. Okay. So you guys can use your best mindset accordingly. This is what we did for the E-Town Get Down. And I do suggest that you pitch this to your commissioner. Okay. We changed the leagues. the league settings right now last week was the first time that we had a postponed game new england and kc moved from sunday to monday night right we had a double header so with, with the way that the nfl is working now like listen they have to switch it up so i don't think it's out of control that maybe because you didn't set up your league in august to be this way that you can't move things around the nfl is moving shit around you guys are going to need to move shit around for fantasy football to make this at least like if if you don't start kind of maneuvering with the moves that the that the NFL is is doing, like you're gonna just gonna put a lot of teams at a competitive disadvantage, man. We don't want that. We want this shit to play out fairly. It's not gonna be fair because there's too much stuff going around. But here's what we're doing as commissioner. I'm a commissioner of a lot of leagues, so I'm not doing this for all my leagues. I'm doing it for Etown Get Down because those are my friends from home. I know all them. I know all them physically. We're in a group chat together. So this is easy for me to do so, right? If I'm in a group, if I'm in a, a league with like subscribers, I don't have everyone's phone numbers. So it's a little more difficult for me logistically to break this shit down, okay? So what we're doing, if you have a player in a game that might be postponed, so for this upcoming week, it seems like it's Tennessee Buffalo. You have starters that you were planning on playing, right? Like the Josh Allens, the Stefan Diggs, the Singletaries, the Tannehill's, the Henry's of the world. You throw them into your lineup, you let the commissioner know who the backup is if they do not play, okay? So, if they play, great. You got your guy that you wanted in your lineup. If they do not play, then you sub- you manually put it in. And I'm sure, because we're allowed to do this on Yahoo. It's like commissioner tool setting, manually adjust scoring. So, you could do this on Yahoo. And if you could do this shit on Yahoo, you could do it anywhere, all right? Because Yahoo and, like, the ESPNs and the big conglomerates are fucking fake news farce, right? They... They're so far behind in the times when it comes to adapting to the new world that us fantasy players need to be flexible with. So if they have it, Sleeper, Flea Flick, or wherever the fuck else you play, I'm sure has it. As commissioner, make sure you you make an announcement to them. Make a second announcement so that when Sunday rolls around and they didn't start their guy and they're pissed at you, you could say, bitch, I told you once, I told you twice. And you slap them across the face with that screenshot. All right. So this is what I'm doing for you down, guy. down. It's pretty simple. Theme of the day might end up getting a little bit messy as more games start to happen like that um and that will take some fucking big brain ideas to 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 work around i got something in my motherfucking eye i can't see it's a great thing about podcasts man i wish I, I wish i was strictly a podcaster because like y'all would never have to see me dressing like a piece of shit And it's just so much easier strictly doing podcasting, not doing video, not having editing work to do afterwards. Not that I'm editing this, but Robert's editing this. Also, Ike edited Fade the Public yesterday because Scott was on vacation. Scott, you're fired. Sorry, I just haven't fired him in a while. What was I talking about? Yeah, so start making moves, all right? We're also making moves on another front. Sorry, this is going to be a little event sesh. Uh, Robert, you could put the timestamp here if y'all just want to jump right to the fantasy section. But I like to do a little story time with y'all, right? I like to hang out. I only do this like once. Actually, we do like six times a week, but every time is a good time. It's all good times. So I like to let y'all know what's going on with my life. I also dropped the vlog the other night for the first time in like over a month. And that pretty much hints you in on everything going on in my life. But we are making moves. We're about to start opening cards on this channel. Football cards relatively at scale because my homie on Instagram, his Instagram handles dime cards, D-I-M-E-C-A-R-D-S on Instagram. So go check them out. Make sure you're following him he sent me over an absolute fucking howitzer this week. Huge, huge conglomerate. I love that fucking word. I'm going to keep using it. A huge conglomerate of, of boxes. We're going to start doing some breaks. I'm going to be opening up packs. We're going to have a good ass time. And I promise I won't be putting my greasy ass fingers all over the cards. Um, we'll probably be selling off some of the boxes as whole We'll probably be selling off um, boxes as we open them, as we break them. So maybe we'll break it down into divisions, like you could buy per division, you could buy per pack, um, or you could buy per team or some shit like that. I'll figure it out and I'll let y'all know. So make sure you are not only following Dime Cards, but you are following uh, our Instagram. That's where I'll be pretty active too at Big Dogs Fantasy. Make sure you got notifications on for our channel. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore BDGE because that's how you'll stay in the loop with this card shit, right? We got a lot of gang shit going on. So if you're interested in buying into one of these boxes or packs or whatever, uh make sure you hit me up. DM somewhere or email or whatever, 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 whatever. Let's move into rankings, all right? Let's do that. But in order to properly do that, y'all know we need to tuck our shirts in. Oh. We need to... Stop yelling. And let's eat. Okay, OK, so the running back position is very dicey this week. You want to talk about gambling on these sports cards? Which I didn't even fucking bring up. I don't know why I said that. I was trying to segue, transition. (sighs) That's how this shit's going to go today. Gambling on sports cards. You're gambling on running backs this week, man. After the top 15, shit gets messy. Uh, I'm probably just going to play the guys that I know are in for guaranteed roles and then flip some fucking coins afterwards. Visiting team, it's your choice. Tails is the call. Tails is the call.
1: Hit, hit. the ball. We yeah, we the ball. No, it didn't flip. It didn't flip. It didn't flip. It
0: didn't <laughs> flip. But we'll, we'll we'll break it down for you. Here's here's what I mean by messy, right? We have McKinnon. It's been great. But we have Raheem Mostert. He returned to a limited practice this week. So he'll likely be on the field in some capacity. Last night we had Rojo. And again, I filmed this on Thursday afternoon, so I have no idea what the fuck happened in the game. I think Fournette's out. So that's Pretty much given the workhorse role. We don't know what Keyshawn Vaughn's role is going to be. Let's talk about him in a second, though. Le'Veon Bell is off the IR, and he is likely expected to return this week. I actually have to put him into my rankings and adjust accordingly for that. Cam Akers expected to return this week. Makes the Rams backfield fucking messy. Philip Lindsay expected to return this week. Zach Moss expected to return this streak. Like, shit is crazy for these mid to low end RB2s. And for the guys coming back, messing up those RB2s. So here's what I'm going to do for y'all pretty much. I never really know what to do with these Friday videos. Like I got bored really quickly of just taking like five guys or seven guys that I was higher or lower on than consensus. So every Friday, you're probably going to get some weird, different shit out of me. I'm, you know, whether you're a Patreon or not, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to run through my running back 17, my running backs 24. I'm going to run through that entire gap and tell you all my rankings on those guys. And then give a little elevator pitch on each guy, like where I stand with them right now, how I think they're going to do this week and then y'all can decide from there because there will probably be a ton of questions pertaining to these guys running back 17 i have antonio gibson he's at home versus the rams now kyle allen is under center and i'd imagine that would mean the running backs for the washington football team will be a very 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 hefty part of this game plan right they're not i mean ron vera came out and literally was just like he's a great game manager like when you come out and you just say that a quarterback is a game manager that means you know he's he fucking blows. So I'm sure the running backs are going to be a hefty part of this game plan. A few things to note here. Washington leads the NFL in goal line carries. And by goal line carries, I mean inside the five yard line. So not the one or two yard. I don't know what y'all fucking use goal line carries for. But we'll say inside the five yard line carries, Washington leads the NFL. Peyton Barber has six. Antonio Gibson has five. Haskins has four. Okay, so we do the math 15. They lead the NFL. Since week one, Peyton Barber had five of those, five of his six in week one. Since then, he's had one. It's only one has come after week one. He's become absolutely obsolete in that backfield. Haskins is now benched, right? He's somewhat of a mobile core. He's going to run more than Kyle Allen is going to run. So basically, that opens up the entire goal line role to Antonio Gibson. He's going to take that entire role in the Washington offense. I don't know how valuable it's going to be. But listen, if they get one a game going forward, that's another opportunity at a rushing touchdown for Gibson. And that's what we need. Guys in bad backfields. That's where the upside lies. And to play devil's advocate, I guess, got to do that for Gibson, right? He's all the way down at 17. So why are we not higher on him? He's coming off a big receiving game, but JD McKissick is still very much in charge of the passing down roll and the third down roll. He has out-targeted, he has out-caught Gibson on the season, and he's running more routes than Antonio Gibson, which is fucking concerning and it's annoying. And you look at the chart here, in week two, Gibson actually outran him in terms of routes run. But since then, he's at 14, 14, while McKissick's at 25, 29. And that's not what it should be. But that's what's happening here in Washington, Okay, Gibson has major, major, major upside for rest of season. If he can take over the third down roll, it just hasn't happened yet, Okay, Now, the Rams are not an easy matchup, but they have let a running back over 120 yards from scrimmage in weeks one, in weeks two, and then weeks three, Okay, So the first three running backs they faced all over 120 yards from scrimmage. We think of, like, this defense, we think of Aaron Donald, and we're like, no way he can run up the mill. But, like, the rest of their interior is nothing to fucking be nervous about when it comes to opposing running backs. And last week, unsurprisingly, the Giants kind of broke that streak for them. But like they're the fucking Giants since Devonta Freeman.
1: Ronald
0: so I like Gibson this week. He's my RB17. Moving over to RB18 this is where I have Ronald Jones. Again, I'm going to play my guys that I know are going to get workhorse roles. Leonard Fournette is doubtful, so I'm assuming he did not play last night. And y'all know what happened better than... I do at this point for the backfield. You have to think he gets the majority of the work. They are going against Chicago, which is a tough matchup, obviously, in Chicago. Going to be interesting to see what Keyshawn Vaughn's role is in this offense. There's no Chris Godwin. I would be... uh, Mike Evans is a game-time decision, so I'd be very surprised if he does actually play, and if he does, I would be surprised if he was not a big decoy. You know what they do with a lot of decoys? They get him involved very early to make it seem like they're not a decoy. So like Mike Evans might get one or two targets early on if he does play, and then the other opposing defenses will be like oh you know what? maybe he's not a decoy and then they have to cover him and yada yeah i don't think evan's gonna play maybe he does okay heavy usage is probably come for the running backs here both on the ground in the passing game might end up being like a shitty low scoring game um with no actual end zone visits for the playmakers in terms of fantasy so we'll see we'll put our ronald jones there because he's coming off a fucking 20 carry game I don't know why I'm still talking about it. the game already fucking happened. RB19. I actually have Jarek McKinnon all the way up here. McKinnon's been great in Mostert's absence so far. I mean, he's put up 11.9 half PPR fantasy points in all four games. So even when Mostert was healthy, he was doing well. And since he's left, McKinnon's just been balling right now. He's had over 15 half PPR fantasy points in each of the last two games. And now they get to go against Miami. Miami's traveling cross country to San Francisco. Now, Mostert did come back to practice this week. Okay. And. Mostert is practicing in a limited capability. I'm not sure if he suits up. Jimmy G is likely to suit up. I think he does. I think he does get back on the field. 49ers are nine point favorites in this one. So I don't think they're going to ask Jimmy G to do too much. They're not going to have him fucking rolling out of the pocket on that ankle. I don't think they're really going to need to use Mostert that much, if, even if he does play, right? They're not going to have to rely on him. And at, up, up to this point, I wasn't sure if Shanahan actually trusted. McKinnon having a big role, right? But he had 17 touches in week three. He had 21 touches last week. So he's got the trust, and there's just no need to rush Mostert back onto the field given the opponent in Miami. Now, Miami allowed 24 fantasy points to Carson last week, 28 to James Robinson the week before. So I still feel plenty good about having Jarek McKinnon in my lineup as like an RB2. This is where things start getting a little fishy. A little fishy. I walk past the fish market. You know what I'm saying, man? RB20. He he took a deep Melvin Gordon, head. okay, he's coming off a big week, Woo! so morning, it might be man. a little surprising to have him this low. But like <laughs> half of his production last week came off that fourth quarter 43 yard touchdown run that he had, so that kind of like you know boosted his stats big time. Otherwise, you know he's been okay, and this is more about Philip Lindsay being being bike here. He dealt with the injury, the lower body, I think it was the toe, whatever. Um, they gave him a lot of time to rest, so I I think he's going to come back and he's going to be fine and he's going to split the work. Between Gordon and Philip Lindsay, I think it's going to happen pretty pretty immediately. And this is in Foxborough, man. It's against the Patriots, not an easy opponent. And while most of the time, like Melvin Gordon, can be awesome in fantasy, it's because he gets so much valuable volume, right? Like he's involved in the passing game, he's involved on the goal line. He's not really good enough. I, I think we have enough of a sample size as him as an NFL running back. Like he's not really good enough to like carry your fantasy team against actual good defenses. And I went back and I I was just curious. This is not really, this is the sample size is kind of irrelevant to like what's happening right now in Denver. But I was just curious myself in his career, his splits versus top 10 run defenses versus the rest of the league are pretty big. So the column in split is against top 10 defenses from 2016 to 2020 out of split is against non top 10 defenses uh, in terms of rushing defense allowed. You could see just uh, the rushing yards per game, 78 down to 49 either way i just i just think uh he's not really someone that just overcomes tough matchups and it's nothing fancy here it's lindsey being back on the field it is a tough opponent in foxborough i think like he can get into the end zone and get you that 12 to 15 points and he'll be a solid rb2 for you there but i feel like his ceiling is pretty much capped this week speaking of just like everything being fucking capped here we got Kenyon drake man he's at 21 for me he's been terrible he's not getting passing work and he might be banged up I haven't heard anything about his ribs, right? We talked about it on uh, on Tuesday, I want to say, because we were talking about Chase Edmonds. I've heard anything about his ribs, so I'm going to assume that he just got the wind knocked out of him at the end of the game, and that's why he was on the sideline getting looked at, and that's why Chase Edmonds came in. But despite the terrible play so far for Drake, he's still twelfth overall in touches among amongst running backs. What you have to ask yourself is like, at what point does the workload start to mirror the efficiency? I think it's it's almost certain at this point that they're going to scale back his workload, right? It's getting fucking pulled by. But you're gambling now, right? This whole fucking episode's about gambling.
1: It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. It's frowned upon, like masturbating on an airplane. Pretty sure that's illegal too. Yeah, maybe after 9-11 where everybody gets so sensitive. Thanks a lot, Bin Laden.
0: We're gambling on when the efficiency mirrors the workload. Could be any given week. They could give them another 18 touches this week. You could get 20 touches. They run a lot of plays. They have a lot of snaps. They can give the ball to a lot of players a lot of times. This could be the week that Kenyon Drake dips off to 14 and we see Chase Edmonds get 11. But Cliff believes in him. They paid him a lot this offseason to stay here. I think we'll get another week or two of Kenyon Drake touches being up to the level that he's had through the the first month of the season. So he's okay to start. I definitely don't feel good about it given what he's shown us so far. But he'll be in my RB21 spot for now. And everyone likes to be smart and everyone's like, oh, the Jets are like really not a tough uh, and easy defense to run against, right? Like they're allowing the seventh most points to fantasy running backs on the year. And they're also as a defense allowing 33 points per game, which is third worst in the NFL. So I don't, I don't want to fucking hear all this. The Jets are a matchup that like are not easy. You need to shy away from like it ain't if Drake fails again this week, it ain't because it's the Jets defense because he fucking stinks. All right. So RB 21, moving on to RB 22 already played last night. No idea what he did. David Montgomery. He's been kind of brutal over the last two weeks since Tariq Cohen went down. The opportunity is there, man. He's taken like all the carries basically. And he's taken a lot of the targets since Tariq Cohen's gone down. That's what you do like to see because with the new quarterback, like Nick Foles, you're not sure how the work is going to transfer over in terms of like where Nick Foles is looking on the football field. Is he dumping it off to his, to his fucking running bikes? And, and he is, he is right. David Montgomery, I think had six targets last week, but last night he got the bucks and he probably is going to make me look fucking stupid, but tweeted this out. The Bucks have just been absolutely lights out against opposing running backs for almost, you know, nearly two years now. Kamara in week one, 12 for 16 on the ground. C-Mac 18 for 59 in week two. Melvin 8 for 25 in week three. And then last week, Justin Jackson, Josh Kelly combined to rush 15 times for 16 yards. So between those five running backs, they have held those guys to a combined 2.18 yards per carry this is going to be an issue for Demont. he does not break away he does not have the big play ability he probably scored a 40 yard touchdown on a reception last night and i really looked dumb but i have him down here as a low-end rb2 despite getting like
1: borderline this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.
0: An RB1 type volume, okay? RB23. Assuming, not again, not assuming, we'll just say the game happens. We're going to put Devin Singletary here he's been pretty good without Moss. Zach Moss has been injured, but Moss returned to the field in a limited basis for practice. And it does, it does look like he's going to return week five. If the game doesn't happen, he'll definitely be ready for week six. Uh, And that's obviously going to take away some work from Devin Singletary. And that's why he's all the way down here, despite getting like a shitload of touches over the recent weeks and getting into the end zone and bike to bike weeks. Like with Moss back, Singletary becomes a relatively low ceiling guy. And Josh Allen leads the team in goal line carries right now. He's got four of them. Despite Moss missing two games, both of them have three goal line carries on the year. So it's like, if Singletary not getting all the volume, I'm afraid like his ceiling, his ceiling with all the volume is like 15 to 17 fantasy points right now. So you bring Zach Moss back into the equation and it seems like it gets chopped down to like, A lucky touchdown or just like Between 8 and 12 fantasy points So again low end RB2 type numbers Though when we're looking on the Tennessee side of the ball Tennessee has not been, you know, we thought they were gonna be a great defense this year. They've been pretty terrible, like in all aspects of the game. They haven't been great against the run and they just lost Jeffrey Simmons. Now, Jeffrey Simmons was their first round pick last year. Kind of controversial because he came into the draft process, very talented, but he was injured. Like We knew he was gonna miss a large chunk of the season. And Simmons has came in this year and he is grading out as the number three interior lineman among all linemen per PFF on the season. So he was on his way to a breakout year. Love to see that as a Titans fan, But he ends up on the COVID hour list With like half the fucking roster right now So they do end up on the field Which seems like more unlikely by the fucking day At this point Because everyone's just getting COVID in Tennessee And Nashville Stay safe out there, people Um, So all this might be fucking irrelevant Probably is, to be honest I actually went for a COVID test this morning Someone that I'm friends with Their brother tested positive And I was with the friend earlier this week So, rather be safe than sorry That fucking beep boop up the nose the thing up the nose i'm sure a lot of you guys have had the test up at this point shit hurt a lot more the second time than it did the first time i thought it tickled the first time for some fucking reason touch your head back a little bit and i'm gonna give you a
1: quick tickle okay
0: i cried both times cried both times they give you a tissue because they know you're about to fucking cry it's fucked up it's fucked up a
1: little tickle now yeah you like that <laughs> <laughs> you want a tissue
0: no nah, we good yeah i might need that actually. You think you're just sitting there, you're like, yeah, the doctor won't hurt me. Next thing you know, they're fucking stabbing your brain. It's out of control.
1: It's not going to hurt.
0: I, I promise. Start crying. It's not a feeling you can ever get used to. I feel bad for the, the players that have to get that once a day.
1: I'm nervous. not bad. It ain't bad, huh? No. Let me watch him go first. Are you scared? Yeah, <laughs> man.
0: Yeah, man.
1: Yes. You ain't going to shove it back there. Y'all. y'all ain't chicken me.
0: I got it done and then I was walking walking by to my apartment. I'm like three blocks away from the the MD at this point. I've been out of there for like four minutes and I still like my eyes still watery. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Just fucking gimme COVID. You know what? I'm done with it. Me and Jeffrey Simmons will fucking chill and play Madden or something.
1: (laughs) Sorry about that. No thank you. I don't have Corona.
0: I was just All right. So Singletary is my RB twenty three. This is where, as of this recording, I actually did just post my, my rankings, but I don't know what, it, I, don't, I forget what the RB24 was. I haven't I haven't really decided on my RB24 yet, so I guess I lied to y'all. I'm like, what else is fucking new? Sign up on Patreon if you want to see who my RB24 is. It might be Le'Veon Bell if he's back. I have to put him into my rankings. Um, Some other names you might be interested in. I have DeMonte Freeman at running back 32.
1: <laughs>
0: he looked fine last week. Got very involved in the passing game. My analysis goes as far as saying they're going against the Cowboys, so. Justin Jackson, I have down at RB37. He's someone I want to see first. I want to see him do it. Like, I'll be okay if I miss out on him having a, a good game or a breakout game if he's on my bench. I definitely need him to see him getting the work, see him splitting it with Josh Kelly, see him looking effective before he's in my lineup. Plus, they have a very tough matchup on the road in New Orleans. So, probably fading Justin Jackson. The Rams, fucking bike field, man. Cam Akers is supposed to, supposed to get back in there, man. If Henderson at running back 28 i have malcolm brown at running back 33 i have cam Akers at running back 40 it's not pretty i'm probably going to be forced to play Darrell henderson and etown get down especially since i'm going to be without my top two quarterbacks cam and probably ryan Tannehill. that shit's going downhill so quick so i'm starting fucking rb3s and shit in my super flex spot shit hurts man shit hurted all right that's all i got for running backs right now wide receivers um i'll be honest man a lot of these times i write notes for the videos so that i can like know which players i want to talk about if i have any good stats for y'all there is literally one name i put on this list i'm doing y'all a disservice but he's just going to keep being on this list and it's justin motherfucking jefferson going against the seattle seahawks man i'm just going to throw this out there immediately the stat i heard from mike tagliere fantasy pros Seattle is allowing 336 yards per game to wide receivers alone. That's out of control. That is out of control. Jefferson and Thielen are the only wide receivers fucking catching any balls there. Give me half that. And we're looking at a good game from both guys. So I love him again. Jamal Adams is out. This kid is so legit, man. Number one graded wide receiver right now through the first month of the season per PFF. Highest graded wide receiver. Right now, I have him at wide receiver 18, actually. And this is going to be the downfall of me. I have him ahead of OBJ. I have him ahead of Juju Smith Schuster. He's going against Shaquille Griffin. Easy matchup for him. I mean, both guys have easy matchups, stealing, going against Trey Flowers. You just look at everything efficiency wise, man. Yards per reception, yards per target. I mean, number one overall wide receiver grade per PFF. Number one in yards per target. Number one in yak per target. Number one in yards per route run. 51st in targets because he didn't do shit the first two games. Number eight overall in receiving yards, man. I love Justin Jefferson. Make sure you get him into your lineups, please. And I'm just going to go to my rankings right now and see like who I have much higher, or much lower. No one too crazy. I got Jefferson's five spots higher than consensus. I have Juju five spots higher than consensus as well. That's mainly because uh, Philly's just broken down right now, man. I think the offense translates to the defense, though. The defense has been very, very good. Darius Slay is likely going to stay on Deontay Johnson, who is like on the outside. So Juju should see pretty soft coverage up the middle. So I like him a little bit more than consensus. I have Michael Thomas up at wide receiver 23. They play Monday night. And this is like one of those tricky rankings where I can't really give you solid information. I think he's taken adequate rest that his ankle can be at about like 85, 90%. And I feel pretty good about throwing Michael Thomas into my lineup so he's at wide receiver 23 i'll give you the five guys i have him before him and the five guys i have after him so you'll know like who i want to start over him and who i'm comfortable starting michael thomas over knowing the whole ankle thing is going on i'm, I'm assuming he's playing okay we're gonna go with the whole assumption word here for michael thomas because i feel a lot more confident in mt um wide receiver 22 is tyler boyd wide receiver 21 is obj wide receiver 20 is juju wide receiver 19 is justin jefferson wide receiver 18 is dj moore Starting all those guys over Michael Thomas right now. I probably need to flip Justin Jefferson over DJ Moore. Because fucking DJ Moore, man. DJ Moore ain't giving us more. (laughs) He's giving us far less than his name would indicate. Michael Thomas, wide receiver, 23. I have Hollywood Brown at 24. CeeDee Lamb, 25. Deontay Johnson, 26. Jerry Judy, 27. And Jameson Crowder at 28. Again, you can get my full rankings patreon.com forward slash b d g e you'll get rankings you'll get access to the live stream i do every single saturday which i do put up on youtube but i let you all be in there if you're a patreon and ask me the questions in which the content is created around so i feel pretty confident about michael thomas i listen to a lot of fantasy doctors throughout the week that kind of give me a good gauge on on whether or not i should be confident on a player and i feel i feel okay about michael thomas the fact that they rested him last week makes me feel much more confident about playing him this week so michael thomas i have ahead uh jameson crowder i have six spots ahead of consensus and i realized this morning it's because joe flacco is the quarterback and not sam Darnold, which could be a problem because i feel like a lot of the production that jameson crowder gives us is like rollout which every single fucking plays a rollout play for Darnold because he's under pressure at the highest rate of any quarterback in the league a lot of them are, are Darnold rolling out and hitting jameson crowder on like a nice little you know slant route over the middle or some shit like that i don't know if we're gonna really get that from joe flacco so i probably need to move jameson crowder down a little bit but uh, you know he's been really really effective when he's on the field and wide receiver 28 is not crazy i think i think you know he's probably gonna be one of the top targets there perman's out again menzel mims was eyeing a return this week we'll have to see if he does he'll get a lot of patrick peterson and again opening up the middle for jameson crowder i think the offense like the offense fucking stinks so i can't be sitting up here and being like oh they're gonna take a huge step back because you can't can't take a step back when what's behind you is the fucking edge of the earth, right? Like that's where the Jets offense is right now. Oh! Joe Flacco, he, I mean, he's an NFL quarterback. Like he'll be able to run uh, an NFL offense as good as any backup quarterback in the league, pretty much. Like he's not going to fuck the game up. He's not going to be awesome, obviously, but he's he's not one of these quarterbacks that's going to go out there like Brett Rippin and fucking, uh, actually, he started off really hot, but you all get the point. We've had like four or five, Horrible backup quarterback performances over the last two weeks. And it's like it gives your team and any fantasy option that you started on those offenses no chance to produce because it's just like incomplete pass. We're running it so much because they stink. Interception. So the other team gets the ball immediately. Like, I don't, we're not gonna get that stuff out of Joe Flacco, I don't think. So I'm comfortable starting Jameson Crowder as a wide receiver three this week. I have Russell Gage all the way up at 32, seven spots ahead of consensus. And Russell Gage, man. Um, here's what I think. Like i don't know why they're pretending like julio might play this weekend just sit his fucking he was not ready for last week and he's not and he re-injured it so he's not gonna be ready for this week he's hurt he's hurt dog just let him rest i know he's an alpha i know he wants to eat at all times by any fucking means necessary but let julio take some fucking beauty rest man he's a beautiful wide receiver and he needs his beauty rest in order to become beautified once again Calvin Ridley, five targets. One of them was like a throw into the ground. So really four targets didn't do anything with them. Like I'm concerned. Calvin really keeps showing up on the fucking injury list too. Um, though I did see some clips from him in practice. He looked fine, but like there might be something going on there too. Matt Ryan is, is at the point in his career where he's not that great of a quarterback anymore. And he needs the sum of his parts to be really good in order for him to look like the top 10, top eight quarterback he's been for a while. I'm, I'm. I'm about to say, I'm nervous about this fucking offense. Like, I'm a Falcons fan, and y'all know I've been shitting on the Falcons for like two years now. We stink. The entire team stinks. The only thing we had going for us was our passing offense, and now I'm fucking worried about the passing offense. But Julio's likely going to miss. If Ridley is actually banged up, like, you got to like Gage here a little bit, going against the Carolina defense. So we like Gage. A.J. Brown. uh, No idea what's going to happen in the Tennessee game. If the game is played, there are a lot of moving parts because Corey Davis is now out. He's on the COVID-I-R list. Dude, the bone bruise in in A.J. Brown's knee is, is very... Uh, is very serious like I don't think a lot of people understood that when it first happened and again I listen to a lot of people that actually know what the fuck they're talking about and they're like bone bruises in your knee can linger for legitimately like a full fucking year like a whole ass year and you could tell like week one he had an absolute dud game and everyone's like fuck why did I draft AJ Brown so early he w- you could tell he was he was just a decoy he was hurting out there right so with AJ Brown I don't know if we're gonna see uh an 100% healthy AJ Brown at any point this season or a 90% AJ Brown, or, you know, for right now, like I have him all the way down at wide receiver 35 and this is against Buffalo and they might be without Tredavious white. So this, you know, if you want to do whatever you want to do with AJ Brown, I'm just saying, I'm just out here telling you that I am very pessimistic about the knee injury that AJ Brown is dealing with right now. So even if he is playing, I'm a little bit nervous to have him in my lineup. What other kind of wide receivers we got? I got Brandon Ayuk at wide receiver 34. Debo down at wide receiver 37. Uh, Debo only played on on like 30 percent of the snaps last week. It was good to see him getting involved, though. I think they'll they'll slowly acclimate him into the offense more and more. Again, this is a game where they're nine point favorites, so they're not going to need to use Debo Samuel much. I don't think they're gonna force him onto the field so again I'm pessimistic with Debo I think you know two weeks from now three weeks from now we'll start to get the Debo Samuel of last year as the alpha in this offense I have LaVisca Chenault right behind him but I would probably play LaVisca Chenault over Debo Samuel so I'm gonna fuck fuck around with those rankings a little bit he's been very involved I think he's got six targets in each of the last two games had a nice little breakout game last week and I have Hunter Renfo right behind him who else we got here I got Tim Patrick up at wide receiver 45 his ECR is 61 New England's going to be playing without Stefan Gilmore which obviously eases up the outside matchups for these wide receivers. Tim Patrick's been a fucking... Bo- Anytime he gets on the field, he's a bo- he, he's Mike Williams, man. He's a possession guy. He's not a guy who's going to give you some yak shit, but he's a guy who's going to get up there and get the fucking ball if you throw it his way. It's Tim Patrick, baby. I love Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick, Auden Tate, same fucking dude, Spider-Man meme. Put him on the outside together, get a little fucking... Heat, you know, them two should fucking roll around on the Arizona Cardinals offense. That's who they should trade for. Get them two on the outside, get D-hop and Christian Kirk running routes in the slot and shit. Bing, bang, boom, game over. Get Kenyon Drake's ass off the field. And that's about it for wide receivers. For tight ends, man, like where do I start? Very nervous about Zach Ertz. Evan Ingram, I kind of like this week. Saw a shitload of targets last week and they're going against Dallas. Like I, I think this is the game that it comes together for him. We'll put it this way there's ever going to be a game where you feel okay going with Evan Ingram in your lineup for the rest of the year. Like it's this game, which probably means he's going to give you a dud, but Ingram's up at tight end seven for me. I have Dalton Schultz right behind him at tight end eight. And I might be too low on Schultz. He's been a fucking baller. Hayden Hurst right there at nine. I think with Julio, probably off the field. Um, same shit I'd said about Russell Gage, basically double it down, fucking <claps> double tap on Hayden Hurst. One dude we need to talk about is this Mr. Mr. Cox, Mr. C O C K S. I know it's COX, relax, relax. We don't make these mistakes for ourselves. We do them for you. It's give, 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 give. Moali Cox. I have no idea what to do with this guy. You look at the routes run. Moali Cox is just getting outrun by all of the tight ends. Trey Burton was on the IR for the first three weeks. Jack Doyle had more routes run than Moali Cox in week one, almost by double the amount. In the games that both of them did not play, Doyle and Trey Burton week two, Moelle Cox ran 16 routes in week three when Doyle was back on the field Moelle Cox ran seven routes Jack Doyle had 16 in week four this previous week Moelle Cox again ran seven routes he's running just seven routes Jack Doyle had 13 Trey Burton came fucking bike from the AR for the first time this year ran 17 he led the the group so like more often than not this guy's just warming the pine on the sidelines man and it's crazy because he's just been so good like we hop over to player profiler man and you look at the actual efficiency metrics from mo Ali cox at this point he's basically like the justin jefferson of tight ends except justin jefferson is finally starting to get the fucking r- real snaps or real routes running shit like that um so i just you know you look at the efficiency here on player profiler again you can see this is on every single player's page playerprofiler.com you can look at any tight end wide receiver running back cornerback whatever the fuck you want to do and it's got all their efficiency metrics there completely free it's a beautiful website where we can look at cox Co. X number one in yards per reception number one in yards per target number one in yards per outrun getting beautiful targets one one number one in catchable target rate and target quality rating target premium number one target accuracy number one target separation number eight just all across the fucking board this guy is balling he's just not getting the volume so i'm gonna be honest with you i have no fucking tangible advice about everything i just said with mo cox I just want y'all to understand what you're getting into if you do decide to start him. Right now, because of what I looked into and saw all the volume and shit, like I'm nervous about it. Moile Cox is my tight end 17. I think I'm going to move him up to 16 above Austin Hooper. But just know that he's literally running seven routes. So if he doesn't get that one red zone target, he has the floor of zero points, okay? He has a floor of zero points. He has the upside of like two touchdowns. But I just want y'all to know what you're getting into. And it's a bunch of cocks. That's all I got for y'all in this video. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed. Hope it was okay. Hope I didn't yell too much. I tried not to yell. I always try not to yell. And then I always fucking yell. I got a lot of love for you guys, though, for sticking around this long. Lots of love. Lots of cards about to be open. You can see I got a little little setup going over there. I got packs and, and protectors and all that fucking shit that apparently I need to be throwing the cards into. So... Again, make sure you're following everywhere so you can get updates on everything we're doing with the brand and and my life and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, y'all. Patreon.com forward slash BDGE to get the rankings, which are posted and live right now. But will also get you access to Discord where we do have a sports card channel actually in there. We got sit starts, waivers, all that kind of shit with about 3,000 people that you can brainstorm with. I love y'all. Hit the thumbs up if you enjoyed. Subscribe to the I channel if you are new. And I'll see y'all on tomorrow's Patreon live stream.
1: This is the story of the one.